Get the best odds on all the big games this March. Download the Circa Sports Iowa app today. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Title IX podcast on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. I'm Steph Copley, joined by my friend, Elisa Woods. Elisa, we missed you on the last episode. I'm back. She's back. Back She's is better ready than to ever. rumble or that. All of the above. She's <laughs> back. How are you? We're recording this on Monday night, and I told Elisa before we started it was a Monday. Yeah, it was I, Monday. I think it's been a Monday for me too. Um, kiddo might have a ear infection. I tripped over first base and uh, thought I broke my foot, but it's not broken. Um, Except just... the lady at urgent care told her she has a sprained ankle and right. her ankle doesn't hurt. Right. So not my ankle. It might actually still be broken. We're it's not sure. <laughs> my the bottom of my heel hurts, which is like the most annoying place. You like That's you can't. You can't like tape that up. No, it's, no, you can't. You just have to step on it. Coach so, Campbell would call you day to day at this point. Yeah, I am day to day until next Sunday when I'm absolutely <laughs> going to play. <laughs> oh, well, I'm glad to have you back. I'm glad you're here. Yeah. Despite your heel injury, you're going to power through for I the am, listeners. I am going to power through. I, I tend to use my heel a lot for this. During the podcast. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to, you know try and not use my heel as much if you get fatigued just throw up your hand and i'll i'll take over for a little what would you do if i just like pulled my foot up here and i was like what do you think of this (laughs) no amount Uh, of yoga could get my foot up here and i'm thankful for that honestly yeah yeah. (laughs) i don't need to see the bottom of your foot okay you have to pay for that (laughs) Oh gosh, we missed you so much. Oh, I bet you did. Oh, you know who else misses you? The Ivy College of Business at Iowa State, obviously. What a trans you're the queen of transitions. <laughs> okay, but I have cool news about Ivy. This yeah, is actually really tell cool. Me. So this month they achieved their second highest undergraduate ranking for the US uh, News and World Report. They are now ranked in the top 14% among accredited business schools in the United States. And one other fun fact, five years ago last week is when Debbie um, and her husband made the made history by announcing their 50,000, 50,000, please, $50 million pledge to uh, the College of Business, which is why it's the namesake as the Ivy College of Business at Iowa State. So shout out to the Ivies for um, creating this business school that we're all really, really proud of. I love that. Yeah. So there's your fun facts for the Ivy College of Business. And of course, we need to shout out to our friends who um, sponsor the entire podcast network, the Mississippi River Distilling Company. At least one of my favorite things about winning football games is logging on to the Twitter (laughs) machine and seeing all the people celebrating with their bottles of Cyclone Fanatic Cody Road. It's actually really cool. It's this cool sense of community. If you haven't had a chance to seek out your black label bottle, the Cyclone Fanatic label bottle, go do so. If you follow Mississippi River Distilling online on Twitter, 
Um, they do a really good job of setting forth the stores that have a supply. So check them out. It's good stuff. Be a part of the community. I love it. Okay. So <clears throat> speaking of wins, we celebrated a win on Saturday. The three and O start. What? What? I said, yup. Oh, yeah. I thought you were saying, wait. It's like, what? Did I mess that up? I'm pretty sure I was there. I'm pretty sure we won. We won. We won. So it was a dominating win against Ohio. Um, So we are now starting 3-0, what, the first time in about 10 years? Yeah. Is that what I read? Yeah. Yeah. Lots to be excited about. And um, I think top of the list is we took care of business against teams that we needed to take care of business against. And that's that has not been the story in the Matt Campbell era. So that was nice to see. And I'm really excited about our running back room. Are we a running back school now? Whoa. Think about it. You've got David. Yeah. You've got Brees. Yeah. Now you have Jairel Brock. You have Deion Silas. We have uh, Norton who was injured and hasn't played after that since that first game, but his ceiling is high. Yeah. Are we a running back school? I mean, of course we are. But really, are we? <laughs> I think so. I'm I'm here for it. I'm down for it. Did you watch David play in the Packers and Bears game last um, night? He kicked ass. So it was right during our softball game. We had two games. And so it was like during the entire thing. But I, one of my teammates was like watching the game on his phone. And I kept being like, He's really what's, committed to what's David doing? Game. What's David doing? Yeah. <laughs> We're you... very, we are a very committed team. <laughs> Seems like it. <laughs> he just... He's running the same way he did at Iowa State. You know, his, he, I don't know how he does it, but he's like a little pinball and he hits something and he bounces off for three more yards and he hits something and he bounces off for three more yards and you just can't stop him. And I just, sorry, Bears fans. I wish he was on a more (laughs) successful team. That's true. That's true. Well, I mean, speaking of a more successful team, Brees Hall had a touchdown. Yes. Yes. So that's epic. For the and Jets. now Brock Purdy is one snap away from being Can the quarterback of the 49ers. Mr. So. Irrelevant, my bleep. Yeah. It's just I wild. Mean, did you see during the game on Saturday, they did a graphic on the video board of all the cyclones in the NFL? Oh, no, I didn't see that. It was cool. And it's just really neat to see how far we've come yeah. and how many guys are not only in the NFL, just, you know, riding the bench, but actually making big impacts on yep. NFL teams. And Alan Lazard came back after yes. an injury and caught a touchdown, which is and they called honestly him, like he's needed for well, the, yeah, for the No, for right sure. Now. And he's they called needed. him a veteran receiver. And I was I like, what? That. And I just, I don't know. It's just, it makes the NFL is great. Yeah. You know, we all love it, but it makes it that much more fun to watch. Um, it gives us extra rooting interest for sure. And I was kind of kidding when I said, are we a running back school? But we have had, we've had some really good success there. I, I mean, I don't think that that's out of the realm of understanding. Right. We just, I, I think, think we, we are. need to keep it going a little bit. And I'm, it seems like we're on that path. It's fo- so much fun to watch Jirel run right now. And Deion Silas is maybe my favorite player on this team just because he's tiny and powerful and he just gets out there like and he's this little like teeny tiny and he's like (laughs) i don't know that he would love to hear you say that maybe not but i mean he could kick my ass i have no question about that that's not hard he's just in comparison to (laughs) shut up in comparison to the other guys out on the field he just looks so small you know but he's faster than hell and he's i imagine he's not easy to take down 
I know. So I just, we're really lucky to have that. And that's been a really fun surprise. And you have said this from the very beginning, Deckers is very confident. He's got something, his arm is just different than Brock's. He's got confidence that you can't really, uh, you know, it's not objective. That's not an objective factor, but he has a confidence that I don't think we've seen in a very long time from a quarterback at Iowa state. And he had another impressive game, three touchdowns, more than 206 yards in the air. Um, but can I give you a hot take? Yeah. I feel like some of the passes he threw on Saturday are going to get him in trouble in the big We're 12. low in behind the behind the receiver. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And he now he was he was threading the ball. He looked great. But there were a couple of times when I literally like clenched my butt. Yep. And I was like, no, oh, God. And those are going to get picked off. Yeah. No, and I, don't I think literally anything... said that to Arnold. I was Did like, you really? I was like, these are all a little, like he's throwing a little low. He's throwing right at the, right at the behind a little and bit. It, it just wasn't quite as crisp as we yeah. saw in the first two games. Yeah. And he's going to throw interceptions. Like we know that he's yeah. a young quarterback. It's going to happen. But I, I'm almost glad in a way that that happened on Saturday because they're going to use that to say, Hunter, you can't throw it this way. Yeah. Like yep. you can't, you come in Saturday, you're going to get your behind kicks be by these guys who are bigger, faster, stronger than the opponents you've seen. Now I was the exception. Iowa has an elite defense. We know, yeah. but he played, I thought his passes were much crisper against Iowa yeah. too. And I think Iowa's probably the best defense that we're going to see this whole yes. season. Yeah. And so it's, it's nice to have gotten that out of the way. Yes. However, you know, and I mean, maybe we were working on a couple things, you know, I always say this about preseason games and maybe I feel this way about pre-conference games, but, um, <clears throat> sometimes it's, it's to work on some things. Sometimes sure. you ask a team in, to kick their butts, to work on a couple things. And, you know, we see it as panic, 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 but maybe the coaches see it as we're working on timing a little bit. And now right. we can use, you know, that, that we've learned from this. And like you said, you know, sharpen it up, um, yeah. get him throwing right on time. Can I give you another hot take? Yeah. So there was the blocked, um, PAT. I think that's going to happen a lot. Yeah. I just, they were like line drives off his foot okay. with no loft. So I actually missed it. I was looking somewhere else. I think you missed I was the like, blocked when you mean, yeah, I was high-fiving and it was literally right in front of me. I was like high-fiving people, helping Rosa cheer and stuff. Yes. And then everyone's like, Ooh, and I was like, but wait, what happened? What happened? They were all almost all like that. Really? And I'm just still nervous about special teams. I think oh. we're going to have oh, a handful yeah. of blocked PATs, which stinks because you know a game's going to come. Oh, yeah, that. for sure. So those were my, you know, it's hard to be, well, it's not hard to be critical. It's not. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but true. you want to you have perspective. But those were my two. <sighs> ooh, and I'm yeah. not taking anything away from Hunter deckers because he's been as great as we could expect and more um but i think he's gonna I think he's gonna have a little dose of learning on saturday and yeah. and you know what that's to be expected but yeah. hopefully 
Hopefully it's just a little dose, yeah. just a smidge of a dose. One, I will wrap this up with a nice little bow though. I I do see a little like a little Taysom Hill in Hunter Deckers in a good way in the fact that like he has a little, maybe like a little Joel Lanning in him. You know what I mean? Like he can run it yeah. and he's big and he's, he's physical. Big. Right. And I want to see more of him at the goal line. And I understand not wanting to do that in some of these preseason games, like pre-conference non-con games. Non-con yeah. games. But I wonder if that is something that's going to get put into the mix. Cause he did have the rushing touchdown um, at the very start. And I, I don't know, I would just like to see a little bit more of that Joel Lanning type um, play calling yeah. for him. Yeah. I think that could be a possibility with his size and with his um, speed and his feet, his footwork and everything. Yeah. I hope you're right. Um, and it'll be interesting to see what happens this upcoming Saturday. We have Baylor, of course. Um, and did somebody get the tents approved? <laughs> A joke will never not know, be said. I know. It has to be said. It's the most ridiculous yeah. one of the most ridiculous things that ever happened. It absolutely is. But nationally, we're getting next to no buzz. No. Which is okay because yeah. from everything I understand, that's where Coach Campbell likes to be. And frankly, that's I think how we all like to be yeah. as Iowa State fans. But um, I think this is where we need to f- take care of business. Um, we have the opportunity to really turn that corner here like we haven't in years past and it's right there. It's set. The table is set for you. So take advantage. And it's interesting. Baylor's a good team. They have a tough loss to BYU and uh, Provo, but they took care of business against Texas state last weekend. I think it was 42 to seven. Yeah. Um, It sounds like they have a good running game. I don't know. The thing is, I just, I don't take anything away from these first three games. I don't know. No, what it I'm is, glad you said like, that. I just that, don't right. think that I do. Right. It It's hard to take anything away against Iowa because I'm, and I swear I'm not trying to take shots. They're just, <laughs> their offense is bad. It's really right. bad. Right. And, and we did well against their defense. We did, I mean, marginally well against yeah. their defense, but Sands I agree. A couple of like, turnovers. And that's such a, such a different game. Yes. It can honestly go, it, it could go either way emotions are high like that game is almost a throwaway game yeah like it's hard to know yeah can't watch can't watch film on that one so how do you feel about Baylor I think well we're gonna get beat you think <laughs> I so think, I don't know I just like I'm I know I'm you're being you're an Iowa State fan I know maybe I'm being a typical pessimist but I just think that it didn't look very crisp on Saturday didn't look very clean yes. on Saturday nothing really like we won because they were bad not because yeah. we were good and we're Agreed. going to have to be good we were good the first quarter and then things just kind of got sloppy right so I don't know I'm I wouldn't be surprised honestly either way, either way. that's exactly how I feel I'm very neutral when it comes yeah. to Saturday it's um I don't know I I we could walk out of Jack Travis on Saturday with a win. And I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. We could walk out with a loss and I think, yeah, that makes sense. And anything in between would probably yeah. make sense too. And just it being Baylor, just, I know it's, I don't know. It just gives you the, I don't knows. I just will never 
I know things have changed since the Baylor of old. Right. I don't think I'm ever going to get over it. I just hate Baylor. Yeah. Like I want to smash them into the ground and smoosh them in tiny, like into a pulp. I know that's not kind of, if that happens on Saturday, I would be surprised. Yeah, I would absolutely dominate. Yeah. So there you go. That's, that's our super specific and, take. Well, well, I would be surprised if Baylor absolutely dominates. Yes. I, okay. You know so I mean? our take is that we think it's going to be a balanced game, a close yeah. game. Yeah. And it could go either way being close. That's our take. Yeah. We agree on that. It could come down to just a coin flip. Or a missed PAT. Okay. <sighs> okay. So anyway, when that happens and you have a heart attack, you're going to want to make sure your will is in order. Okay. You should go see our friend Hopewood, who's a lawyer who specializes in wills. We've talked about her a lot. Check her out at hopewoodjd.com. You can get everything taken care of, get your will done in just a couple of hours, and everything else is super easy, super straightforward. Use the code FANATIC for $50 off wills. Uh, hope's will in a day program and i think this is so great because hope this is a small world moment we mentioned it in the last episode hope is married to jeff wood and jeff is the founder of gravitate co-working hmm. gravitate co-working has different plans available for all of your shared uh, space needs they have dedicated desks they have office space or if you just want to pop in for a couple of hours on a random day you can do that too pricing and plans for everyone with locations in the east village windsor heights and also in Cedar Falls and Jefferson. So there's no reason for you to not find your productive, happy place. Check them out at gravitatecoworking.com. Okay, Alisa, we got some breaking news today. Can I have the breaking news sounder? Um, Breaking. We have breaking news. We saw some updated plans for what's been dubbed Psytown, which is the love child, we've been told from Jamie Pollard, of the title town in green Bay and the power and light district in Kansas city. We, uh, this is cool. This, I don't think this was probably intentional, but it, it worked out this way. 17 years ago today, Jamie Pollard was hired as the athletic director mm-hmm. at Iowa state. And today he announced, um, more specific plans for Sidetown. What a ride we've been taking on. Thanks to Jamie Pollard. <laughs> um, I will say on kicks, you know, they're calling it Pollard and light. Oh, that's like power and light, but Pollard and light. Yeah, I thought that was funny. Very clever. I know a lot of people are not sold on Sidetown, and we yeah. probably could have gotten more creative on it. But frankly, I'm just really excited that this entire project is coming to fruition. If you yeah. would have told me about this ten years ago, I would have said, "Okay, yeah, okay." And here we are. So some details, target completion date is August of 2025 with an initial groundbreaking in January of 2023. That's contingent upon approval of the Board of Regents. Um, However, I assume at this point that the Board of Regents is probably on board. Yeah. Um, Um, I just want to say, what kind of ground in (laughs) Iowa are you going to break in? You're going to have to get out like some serious machinery to break some ground in January in Iowa. I'm sorry. I want to say that's probably more of a, like a a term of art than a literal groundbreaking, but that's a good point, Elisa. Good point. I just don't feel Um, like we've thought this through. Yeah, you're right. That's a really rough time to literally break ground. (laughs) Um, If you haven't seen it yet, check out the fly through that they did with the renderings online. You can see that on um, the athletics website, the cyclone fanatic Twitter and website as well. It's really cool. There's retail space, um, luxury suites, office space. And the coolest part I think is the amphitheater and outdoor public plaza 
that is in the works as well. And this is going to be interesting. It's going to occupy tent row. So some of the tailgating will change. But before everyone gets their panties in a wad. Yeah, I'll thank you for it. saying it. Thank you. <laughs> um take a take time to look at it and see what it is. Yes, it's a change. And I know people are always resistant to change, but it looks really neat. And I think it will dramatically enhance what is already an incredible tailgating experience in Ames. And just think it's really cool. And they said that it is only going to take 2% of the parking spots. Right. Which I don't know. I, for me, I was like, oh, that's like two spots. But then it's like, wait a minute. It's a few hundred. There's thousands think, right? of spots. So yeah. yeah, it is a few hundred. Um, but I don't, I, I love it. I love the idea of it. But when I was looking at the renderings, I was like, what, what exactly game is this going to be where there's like 40 people walking around? You know what I mean? <laughs> you mean it's like, going to be busier than what? Show me, show me what it's going to look like with when it's just busy. like elbows to a-holes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, totally packed is there enough seating for people or is it going to be like six people can sit in that little middle area the little like husband waiting area like what's is there <laughs> like going to be the mall, but... yeah. <laughs> like what's going to be out there like a starbucks like a three-hour wait for your starbucks on saturday morning i'm just like i'm i love the idea of it i'm just of course always the pessimist like no but I think all of that's fair. Um, and I hadn't thought about all of those concerns and you're right. But if you think about, so think about what he said, the combination of title town and Kansas city, the power and light down in Kansas city. If you think about it that way, there's tons of bars and restaurants. There's a ton of outdoor seating. Um, a lot of not retail, not in the shopping sense of retail, but in the, you know, there's places to go and enjoy yourself. And then there's big communal areas to stand and sit as well. So that's what I had in my head was, um, you know, like bars and restaurants. And then that amphitheater area, I'm sure there'll be tons, plenty of seating and and stuff like that. Well, then I'm also thinking about like, okay, there's a bunch of bars and restaurants down there. What happens during a basketball game where the parking lot is completely full of people who are actually at the game? Where are people going to park to go to these restaurants? It sounds like they're going to do a significant overhaul of the parking because there's problems with the actual infrastructure of the parking lots as well. So I think that's all a part of the giant plan. Yeah. Which is great. Um, It's Can I blow my nose? Yes. What's it called? AMSR? ASMR? ASMR. Let's take a quick break while Lisa blows her nose. Tell me when you're ready. I tried to give you a good honk there. No, it was it what didn't come through. That's really Oh, awesome. okay, good. Thank you. I um <laughs> no, I think it's fair to be concerned about those types of right. things, those types of details because it can be a mess as it is. So if you take away some of the, you know, some of the parking spaces, some of the ins and outs of that whole entire Iowa State Center, that could be problematic. But I think they have figured out a way to incorporate all of the things that need to be done as is while doing this at the same time. And when they start, when they started talking about and starting doing that little pavilion right outside of Jack Trice, I was like, this is going to be a mess. There's going to be crap (laughs) everywhere. You know what I mean? Like get off my lawn, but like, it it always looks really nice. And it's like a super welcoming (laughs) place. And even when, 
everybody's rushing in even when there's like the spirit walk stuff like yeah. that it still looks nice and it's still a good area so um I, I trust the professionals yeah well okay this is actually a perfect segue so in his press conference today jamie gave props to president winterstein he called her leadership bold and innovative and he talked about how when he um when she asked the athletic department to take over leadership of the iowa state center you know he knew it was a huge undertaking but she also recognized he was in the best spot to handle it he was in the best spot to see what it could be and i just think that she gets it yeah. I think she's a great leader in that way because great leadership is knowing when to delegate and to whom to delegate. And she seems like she knew right out of the gates that Jamie could see this through, see a bigger vision than maybe she um she could or or she knew that he could see it better. And I just think that's really cool that they've had such a partnership in all of this and seems like they're a very united front that way. That's good. Yeah. Okay. Should we talk about volleyball? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, let's start with Iowa State. In their match against Iowa during Cyhawk Week, they um, celebrated the third largest crowd in Hilton history with more than 5,000 fans there, and they also celebrated a victory against the Hawkeyes. So that was an excellent night. Now, to give you some perspective, their 5,000 fans, the third largest crowd in, in um, volleyball history, pales in comparison to what the Big Ten is doing right now with attendance. Earlier this month, Nebraska set a regular season NCAA record against Creighton, drawing more than, um, well, almost 16,000 fans in downtown Omaha. And then nine days later, this past week, that record was broken when Wisconsin, who's the 2021 national champion, um, had an attendance of 16,833 fans um, in the match against number 16, Florida. So we've seen this record these records broken in less than two weeks this year um what's cool is that that wisconsin match was played in the Kohl center which is where basketball typically plays it was almost a three-hour match so wow. these people got their money's worth too um and thanks to our friend josh betts who sent us this statistic last wednesday the match between number three louisville and number 13 kentucky was the most viewed regular season match ever on espn with a peak of 302,000 viewers and as Josh said, it's crazy what happens when you throw a match on an easily accessible channel at an accessible time. Shocker. Yep. Shocker. <laughs> so um, I don't mean to disparage Iowa State volleyball at all. We have a great fan base here. And 5,000 fans is something to be really proud of. Um, but college volleyball is absolutely exploding right now across the country. And it's really cool to watch. It is cool to watch. And Iowa State right now, they're 8-5. and five. Um, and they start up Big 12 action on Saturday, the 24th, which is that this Saturday? That's yeah, this Saturday. Yeah. So yeah, this Saturday. That's crazy. Um, <clears throat> but they play TCU at Fort Worth. And then are they um, still doing the double match thing where they play or the, during the, what they developed during know. COVID? Okay. I don't, I don't know. Think, I would imagine they're not, but I thought maybe that was a, ended up being a, Nice little yeah. way to take care of the season. I imagine they're not. No. Well, then they'll be home next Wednesday to host Baylor. So okay. I know that I know there's no love lost between <laughs> you and that Baylor volleyball team. Baylor's so. the worst in every sport. <laughs> mm-hmm. So make sure you try to get yourself out to a volleyball game this year. They're so much fun to watch. College volleyball is a blast. 
And who knows, you could find yourself in a two hour and 41 minute match. Oh my goodness. Like those 16,000 fans saw. I will tell <laughs> you, I think the lines for a clone cone would probably be a lot shorter at a volleyball game. Than <laughs> I think you're the, right. Man, they are so long at the basketball games. I know. So think of it that way. Yeah. Be one of the 5,000 plus that gets yourself a, a clone cone at a volleyball match. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's take a quick break and then we'll tell you more about why you should be investing in exploding women's sports like college <laughs> college volleyball. We are brought to you by Authentic Brand. Authentic Brand is more than just your source for official cyclone gear. With an amazing team of designers, Authentic Brand can custom manufacture polo shirts, jackets, caps, bag and beyond for your team or small business. Check them out online at authentic-brand.com. Look authentic, feel authentic, be authentic. So on the last podcast, we told you all about how the San Diego Way Football Club sold out their regular season, their upcoming regular season game against Angel City. Well, they did it, guys. More than 32,000 fans were there to witness their um, first match at Snapdragon Stadium, Stadium last week. Snapdragon Stadium. Snapdragon Stadium. <laughs> 32,000 fans for National Women's Soccer League game. It shattered the record for the largest crowd in history. Pretty dang awesome. That's cool. And the only goal of the night scored by 17-year-old Jaden Shaw. I didn't know she was 17. Yup. Yeah. Holy smokes. Yep. What a thrill for her. I know. Isn't that crazy? I did some recon on their stadium. So Snapdragon Stadium just opened. It You're hosts calling the... it Snadium. Snadium. Snapdragon <laughs> Snadium. That's what it's called. Snadium. Snadium. Snap Dragon Stadium. That's a mouthful. <laughs> it just opened last month. So they also host the SDSU football team and the San Diego Wave. Um, but I was watching some of the videos from that match. They had like powder that they shot out. So their colors are kind of cotton candy. Um, so they shot out like the the light blue and the light pink powder on the fans. And the crowd was just bananas. I mean, I they were it. they were a rabid crowd. It was really cool. But week after week, we've seen the National Women's Soccer League attendance um, shattered, both in the Midwest, on the coast. This is not limited to one club. This is across the league. It's pretty cool. Uh, also, WNBA finals crowds have been rabid, just like the, the fans of the Wave and Angel City. So yesterday... The Aces defeated the Connecticut Sun and took the WNBA Finals 3-1. to one. That's Las Vegas' first major championship, men's or women's, in a professional sport. Did you see the video, Lisa, where they show the end of the game at the Raiders game? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and everybody goes crazy. Yeah, so um, that was can, pretty cool. Can we have a moment to complain about that, though? Yeah. Like, what was it? Like, 4 o'clock on, on a football Sunday? You're gonna I thought have, the same thing. Like, <sighs> I know. I know we can't. Yeah. Like maybe a Tuesday or a Wednesday. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Seven o'clock. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, we're on the same page here. You know what? Just give it to us. We'll give take me that. care of it. Give me that. I would have named it Snapdragon Stadium. If it was me. <laughs> Snapdragon Stadium. <laughs> it's hard to say. <laughs> Uh, okay. So game one, it was in Las Vegas. Holly robe was there because she's everywhere. Yep. It took a decibel meter reading of the crowd. It peaked at 108 
And she said for reference, she was at the Ohio State football game the, the night before, and that had 90,000 fans, so exponentially more fans. And that, that only peaked at 104. Whoa. So the, yeah. So it was louder in hell in there. Wow. Um, game two, which was won by Las Vegas, um, was neat because Coach Pop showed up. And for a reference, for anybody who doesn't know, Becky Hammond is the coach of the Las Vegas Aces, and she's coached under Coach Popovich before for several years and gave her a big hug talking to the team. And he looks at him and says, you don't need me. That's for sure. But it's been great watching you play. Wow. And I just thought it was so cool. That, that was the very first thing he said. Aww. So my question to you is she'll be a head coach in the NBA soon. Right. Right. Elisa, uh, right. Uh, Elisa, Elisa, tell me. I'm so torn. I know. Cause, okay, because I, she should I, be. She should be, and yeah. I, I will say right now that there will be someone who wants her, but will she take it? Right. Uh, Does she yes. want to be the greatest WNBA coach of all time? Because this is her for this is her first year in the WNBA. Yeah. She's the highest WNBA coach by a long shot. Right. She just won the WNBA title. But she's also Becky Hammond, and I imagine she has a competitive streak like we don't understand. Right. I can tell you teams that she's not going to go to. <laughs> okay, dude, tell us. I mean, Sacramento. <laughs> like, there are just, there's a list of teams who are not going to make it to the NBA finals. And I think that now she's starting to put herself in a place where she can be a little bit picky about where yeah. she goes. And I think we that she is not going to take a shit job. head coaching crap job. Yeah. And it's funny because I remember you and I having this conversation when she took the aces job and we kind of had a moment where we were super proud of this, but also annoyed that she didn't have her shot at the NBA when she probably deserved it. Yeah. And whether or not that's true, maybe this has given her the opportunity to be picky, like you said. So maybe in that way, it was the the right, and giving you the air quotes, the right move. I mean, maybe she saw that for what it, for what it was. But it's funny, I saw a tweet, it said, Becky Hammond just won the Aces their first championship in her first year as a head coach after being told by the NBA to wait her turn. And I was like, you know, that is the perfect encapsulation of how this all went down. Yep. And it's just unfortunate. But if it means she gets to be choosy, then good for her. Yeah. Do you think there's a chance she could be like Coach Pop's coach in waiting in a way? I don't know. You know way more about that. I know I it's hard. Like for a while they thought that she was, and then, um, clearly he has a lot of respect for her, but what he wants doesn't necessarily mean that's yeah. what a front office wants. Let me look at the Spurs coach list right now <laughs> and see who I think. Um, yeah, it's gonna for whoever it is, whether it's her or someone else. I mean, they still there's gonna have be, Becky Hammond on here as assistant coach, so this is not helping me very much. There's gonna be so much pressure on that first woman. Yeah, because it's not fair. But if she's not successful, then there's gonna be that whole commentary right. about. And there's there's 
this kind of wave of like nineties players coming in mm-hmm. and coaching and stuff like that. Um, Steve Nash, Jason Kidd, like they're going to keep kind of bouncing around different places. Um, they're, they're kind of the, I don't know. The they're hot thing right now. Mm, I wouldn't even say they're the hot thing right now. They're the thing that like, everyone wishes what was the hot thing. And I just don't, I don't think Steve Nash is working out all that well, but um, I think Jason Kidd has found his spot a couple different times. Um, this is what's funny about situations like that, where you get the same carousel of, and it happens in the NFL a lot. You get the same carousel of guys who fail yeah. miserably at a place. And rather than looking for someone else, another team picks them up like, well, I've had experience. Yeah, but they were terrible. Right. So why not try something new? And I would love to see some team see what Becky Hammond has done and for what it's worth and take a chance on her. And I'm chance. What kind of a chance is it really? She'll be right. great. Right. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. I kind of feel like she's taken the pressure off of them for a little bit being yeah. in the WNBA. Yes. So I don't know that there'll be any hurry for it but i feel like she's young how old is she like 45 I, w- I was gonna say late 40s early 50s but you think 50s i don't know i feel like she's significantly older than me maybe is she russian american russian professional basketball are you coach? looking her up yeah she's 45 did i say okay. 45 you might have you nailed it nailed it but let's be real 50 is not that far off of 45 i'm no mathematician but i was pretty excuse me excuse me as somebody who is 37 i I feel like we're gonna get a little a lot of blowback for that so i would just like everyone to know that that was steph saying that not not alisa alisa does not think 45 is near 50 i'll change my tune when i get a little closer to that but okay Brittany griner update (laughs) So there's been some movement in this situation. Brittany's wife, Cheryl, finally met with President. Oh, my gosh. In my notes, I have I typed President Bush. What was I doing? Well, I don't know how much that'll help her. (laughs) (laughs) What? He's not the president right now. I mean, that was not being. Oh, that was not. That was not me throwing political shade. That was me saying that he's okay. not the president right, right that's now. What's, Either way, what's it was funny. Do about it? President, <laughs> president Biden. She met with President Biden in person at the White House last week. Okay, so earlier this week, Cheryl had said that she's been communicating via letter with Brittany and that those letters have gotten darker over the last few weeks and that Brittany is probably not in a good place. And that broke my heart. So I'm glad this meeting with the president came when it did. Um, Cheryl said that the president was genuine and honest. Those are her words about um, what the administration is trying to do to get her home. And Cheryl seemed to be very aware of the complexities of the situation, but she walked away saying it allowed me to have confidence in what he's doing right now. So I think that's good news or at least better than how things had been. It had been so stagnant for so long. And, you know, we talked about how, from a communication public relations standpoint, it just didn't look, it felt like they weren't doing anything. I'm sure the president and his staff were doing things behind the scenes, but it, that didn't, it didn't come off that way. And it just felt like everything was stuck. So 
Um, I'm glad to see that this is moving forward and hopefully we keep saying this, but hopefully we can come to a positive resolution very, very soon. Definitely. I think that especially the way that things are in Russia with Ukraine, like that's a whole, a whole other series of podcasts to talk <laughs> about, but um, not ours, not ours. Not it just ours. makes me nervous and I don't know. Yeah. I hope yeah, that, this is something I, I had hoped would be wrapped up a long time ago, a long time um, ago. which was probably very naive of me to think given the situation, but yeah. um, I guess as long as it takes so long as someone is still fighting on her behalf. Yep. All right. You got anything else? I don't, I'm good. I'm ready. Okay. Ready Are for you going another to game on Saturday? Um, I am not. Okay. I think we're going to have a little surprise birthday party for Rosa this weekend. Well, you Just... better hope that Rosa doesn't listen to this. Um, she will not. Okay. Um, she just like, she gets, she gets sick before big events. She's notorious yeah. for getting sick before big events. So I'm not telling her. That's about smart. It. I like that. And I'm like, reverse alluding, psychology. Yes. I'm like alluding to the fact that we're going to have a party, but I'm not telling her when it yeah. is. Yeah. So. so our daughters have the same birthday, but the, they're a year apart. So they both have a birthday on Tuesday. Yep. So we're having Are you our doing birthday. party after. Uh, we're doing a party on Sunday. Yes. Okay. Yeah. We're going to go, we're heading out for a vacation the day after her birthday, I think. So you're, you just need to tell her that's her birthday present. Yeah. <laughs> Here's your birthday present. No, I got her a couple Barbies. Good for you. I really I hope she doesn't listen. I know I got Nora Kendall. Oh, I got, yeah. bar I got Rosa the Barbie with the hearing aids. <gasps> I know. I'm so excited. Good job, Mattel, for having that yes. Barbie doll, by the way. And I keep seeing really it at Target cool. and I keep like, look away, Rosa. Look away. <laughs> Distraction. I know. <laughs> well, um, make sure you send me a picture of her with it. That's great. Okay. I will. Okay. Okay. We'll tell Rosa happy birthday. Okay. And in the meantime, go Cyclones. Go State.